You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 90. Bitches, what is up, you guys? It's your girl Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. Today, we are sitting down for the first episode of 2021 for Hey Bitches Podcast, and it is, of course, a dating detox and dish episode. If you guys are unfamiliar, you're like, what the fuck is, is a dating detox and dish? Then I really encourage you to go back a couple episodes and listen to my episode about how I'm going on a six month dating detox. So in that episode, I broke down exactly why I'm going on the detox, what it involves, all of that. And I also let you know that I will be doing monthly episodes where I sit down and I talk to you guys about how it's going for me, my feelings, what is happening anything that has been a trial or a tribulation during the time of being single without dating apps and talking to people or anything like that. And so today's episode is the first installment. It's been a full month officially of my dating detox, and I'm really excited to sit down with you guys and just chat through what has been going on. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, so If you guys remember in the original dating episode, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to journal every day and I'm going to let you guys know, you know, exactly how I feel every single day. I found out very quickly that a lot of the days were just meh. Like I wasn't seeking out anything. I wasn't faced with any like trials or tribulations or anything like that. So I didn't really have a lot to say. So in this month or the first month, I really only journaled or wrote things down when something big kind of happened. I had some type of breakthrough or something happened in my life. So I'm just going to go through and I'm going to just break down all of the points of how I felt throughout the month up until now. Okay. First things first, December 2nd. This is the second day in. This is kind of when I realized that I can't journal about the same thing every single day. But here's what I learned just a couple days in. So I officially, you know, I already had my dating apps deleted. I wasn't talking to anybody except for the one guy that we had talked about a couple of times on the podcast, but we weren't talking anymore either. So I really like just didn't have anybody that was I was talking to or needed to cut off or do anything of that sort. So that really wasn't like a problem for me because I was already not doing those things. However, something that I realized is that so many more of my male friendships that I thought were just friendships were very much so highlighted as (laughs) non-friendships in the fact that we had so many flirty conversations like all of the time. Like despite the fact that we know each other in real life and not from dating apps or anything like that, I was honestly just discovering that a large part of our conversations we're flirting to the point where one of my friends, literally, he was like, it's so crazy how we have these conversations and like we've never hooked up or done anything like that. And I was like, oh, haha, because I actually found out he's moving down the street from me. And that's how we kind of started talking. And I was like, oh, like, are you insinuating this? Da-da-da. And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. I've known him for almost five years and we've always had these flirty undertones about us and I don't think any of them are actually like intentioned to do anything, you know, like I'm not actually trying to flirt with this person or get him to take me on a date or like any of that. Like I genuinely am not. It's just how our friendship has always been. And I'm realizing that like, is that really friendship or like what is happening there? And then I realized that with just more and more people. Like I had somebody else that I would talk to every day that, yeah, he would send like flirty messages, but I didn't even realize 
how many there were because obviously I was talking to other people and all of that. And then we would have our little conversation and I would put my energy into that. I'd be like, this is great. But when I stopped putting my energy into it, I really realized very quickly, like, oh, these are all like we don't talk about anything else unless it's like flirting. And I was like, wow, this is fucking crazy. And so it was, I don't know, it was a really eye-opening moment to see that a lot of these men in my life that I thought truly were just like peripheral characters in my life. Like they aren't even people that I like see like often at all in any means. And they're just people that I just casually talk to. And I just really realized that so many of them were just flirty conversation. And so I really felt like the universe was giving me like little tests and I was failing all of them because there were definitely times where I I would just have the conversation as I normally would. And then in hindsight, you know, a couple hours later or like even mid conversation, I would realize, oh, like this isn't even a conversation. Like we are genuinely like just flirting right now. And I'm like, okay, but I'm in my detox and I'm not supposed to be doing this. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And so I also wanted to say that, well, I didn't initiate any of the flirting. Like I didn't go into any of these people's DMs to like be flirty or do anything like that. What I realized is that I did find myself flirting back. And at the time, you know, in the moment, like I said, I was like just having a conversation the way that we always had conversations. But then I really realized that so many of them were flirty conversations. So that is something that I kind of struggled with at at the beginning of the month was going from all of these people who I guess also kind of just filled my time because that is something that I, now that I've gone through a month of this that I've kind of really realized is that a lot of the time I was talking to people just to fill the time, which is something I actually have talked about with my therapist before about how I was on dating apps and stuff, not even intentionally, Sometimes, Like I was really just on dating apps to fill my time during the day when I should have been doing something else or I should have been relaxing or whatever, but I needed those like little boosts of validation. And I think that we've talked about this a bunch on the podcast before on He Said, She Said on solo episodes about, you know, how online dating has really fucked us up and about how we need those like little dopamine rushes and all of that of getting that validation of being you know, swiped right on or getting a match and somebody messaging you and any of that. And so what I was realizing is that I was spending a lot of time, even though I wasn't intentionally looking for that, it's something that I was doing often of just like swiping, matching, having someone message me, even if I wasn't interested in them, just the prospect of like having someone be into me enough to message me, like boosted my ego. And I was like, cool. But then when I stopped doing that, And then I also stopped talking to or just like engaging in conversations with people who were flirting with me. I was like, dang, like your girl's kind of lonely because I'm just, I just wasn't surrounded with any of those, uh, any of that external validation, I guess. And so that was a really interesting thing to experience, especially so early on, because this was literally December 2nd when I, I wrote this down. And so something else that I also wrote down on December 2nd was that at that time, I was not cyber stalking any of my past hookups or exes or anything like that, which is something that I was really struggling with. That if you did listen to the original episode, that was something that I never really had done 
prior. Like I had definitely stalked like my exes when I had bad breakups or they stalked me type of thing. But like hookups and like people that, you know, I only saw for a couple months or something like that. Like that, I never, never did that. I never would sit there and scroll and be like, did they look at my stories? Did they not look at my stories? Did I like it was getting to a point. It was so toxic for me. And I don't know why it absorbed me so much. Honestly, though, like this past hookup that I person that I was like just hooking up with, it was toxic. It was very it was mind toxic. Like, I don't know. It was all the periods that we didn't talk were what was toxic. And it's just like we knew we were playing a game and we were doing it anyways. And it just fucked me up to the point where I was really struggling with like equating a lot of my self-worth and my desire with if this person was like if I was still on the mind of this person and if they were like actually like looking actively looking at me and all of this and like it it was really fucking with me which is something that I was really looking forward to about going on the detox was detaching myself from that so at the time like that was going great and so I wrote down that overall things were going good on December 2nd literally like two days in and things were things really were like they were just chilling I was just chilling fast forward to December 19th this is where I kind of hit a peak you know, I've actually talked about this before in the Dicknesia episode, which is like one of the very first episodes of the podcast. But when I say peak, something that I thought was really interesting that I learned um, when I was kind of going through my first not boyfriend, but hookup, but like situationship breakup was the peak end theory. And so the peak end theory, it basically just states that you remember everything by its peaks and its ends. So when you think about relationships, you think about their peaks. So the peaks were like, you know, the peaks could be the really good things. Like you guys went on a cruise or he bought you a ring or a car or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like those really happy moments. The peaks can also be the really bad moments. Like you got, you guys gotten like a huge blowout fight or, you know, someone in your boyfriend's family died or something like that. Like those are also peaks. And then you also remember the end or exactly how it ended. This for me, I think is going to be a peak that I look back on that hopefully, you know, five months from now is like something that was really highlighted and I was able to work on it and it will be a transformative thing for me. But December 19th was a peak and this is kind of, this is what happened and how I felt about it. So do you remember when I said I was doing good with not um, cyber stalking. Okay. So on December 19th, I was not good. Okay. I don't know what it was. It was like a couple days before. I think I was going to type something in and this had happened before where the first like letter of whatever I was looking up was the first letter of his name and it would show up and I just wouldn't make the choice to click on it and all of that. And I don't know why December 19th was the move, but apparently I was just like, I'm going to do it. So I click and I crept his story and nothing was on there, <laughs> but like I did it Anyways, and so what happened next was honestly very surprising. And so, like I said, the the situation is it it was new to me because again, if you listen to the last episode, you guys would know that I literally like in a lot of my hookups where we kind of like I guess transgress or progress more than a hookup. You know, like it's like doing a little bit more of extra things than like having sex. Like the the 
relationship hookup situation that basically started this whole podcast. Like we were seeing each other for like a couple months. I met his friends. I had met his family intermittently. Like he met all of my friends, that kind of thing. Like, but we weren't dating, but we were like exclusive type of thing. So in situations like that, if they ended, I would normally like kill them with fire, basically like not physically kill them (laughs) with fire, but basically what I would do is I would ruin it. Like I would burn it to the fucking ground because for me, it was easier to not feel anything but hate or or like whatever and just know that I can never go back to that situation than it was for me to live with the fact that maybe if I just walked away like and didn't do anything about it like maybe there's still a chance maybe things could be different da, 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 da. and so obviously the latter of that is very unhealthy and it, it truly was unhealthy and it's something that I, I d- identified in therapy that I've been working on with my therapist and it's really come to fruition in this most recent situationship hookup And so that really, it was a different experience for me because this was the only time where I had the similar type of thing as to last year where I was like kind of seeing this person, like we were hooking up all of this, but I didn't kill it with fire, you know, like I just stepped back from it and then I went back to it and then it kind of fizzled out. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's not like we have each other blocked on anything or anything like that. Like it literally is just like, we just went separate ways and that is a new thing for me. I don't know. It just, it it has just been a a learning experience, but um, creeping him on, on social media literally sent me into one of the biggest insecurity spirals that I have had in a very long time. Creeping him, I was honestly nervous looking at his stories being like, oh my God, like what if he's with someone or da 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 or something like that? Because prior to me going on this dating detox and all of that, we had been like, talking about the apartment and all of that. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting a hotel for this. Like you should come. And then Alberta went into second lockdown. So like then we were technically no longer allowed to, but this is like right before we went into Alberta lockdown 2.0 and none of the new restrictions had been announced. And he was like, no, like I'm just going to stay at home. And I was like, probably the better move. Then things just started to like rapidly deteriorate from there. So like he already had been like, no, I don't want to see you. And I feel like because of all of those culminating factors, I was like, oh my fucking God, like what if I look at his story and he's like hanging out with people or he has a girlfriend or like something like that? Because then I feel like it would make me feel like I wasn't good enough to ever be that person that he hung out with in real life or dated or anything like that. And I know that that is irrational, but it, it really just, it highlighted this insecurity that I don't even think really obviously didn't have anything to do with him as a person, because I feel like it would be the same thing with anyone and any situation that I had with them. It just is this situation just is the first one that I did differently. And so thinking that, like thinking like, what if I wasn't enough to be like that person in their life or anything like that? It sent me into even deeper of an insecurity spiral around things like my body and my skin and my overall just desirability as a person and as a proponent for somebody's girlfriend, for somebody's wife, for anything like that. It really, really fucking sent me deep so quickly and it it was awful, honestly. And so at the time of writing this, I had stepped on the scale for the first time in a while and I realized I gained like 10 pounds. And so for me, any other time, (laughs) I would have not cared. But because all of those events led up to that one moment, I felt horrible, okay? I felt so insecure 
And I mean, I've talked about this in episodes before when I've talked about body confidence and also being online in the body space and all of that. You don't always have good days. Like you don't always have days where you wake up and you're like, I'm that bitch. Like you have days when you do feel insecure and societal pressure does get the best of you. And that was that was a day for me. And then on top of that, my skin had been losing its mind and causing me a ton of insecurity. So growing up, I had like glass skin. Like I did not have any type of acne during any type of puberty stages, anything like that. Like my skin was so clear for so long, probably until I was like 20. I had no issues. If I did have scars, I was able to fade them fast. Like my skin was beautiful. And then 21 hit and I, my skin lost its mind. This is also the time where I gained a lot of weight very quickly and nobody could explain why because all of my hormones were fine and all of this. And so I have been struggling with my skin ever since. And, you know, like everything, there are good months, there are bad months. And this was just an especially bad month for my skin on top of all the insecurity I was feeling around my body. And so for me, I think that obviously December has been such a stressful month as a content creator because it is so much effort and time. And like, there's honestly, I feel like you don't get it if you're not like an influencer or a digital person. And that's not meant to be like, you don't get it. But the holidays is such a busy time, especially to even if you're like a retail worker, but it's so busy because all of the deadlines are super, super short, super turnarounds. You have to go through like so many different things. There's people constantly being like, we want to do this. We want to do this, but you have so many things on your plate and it's Christmas and you're trying to like get content out and you're trying to shop for your family and you're trying to do all this and da, 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 da. And we're in a fucking global pandemic. So that's just like extra added pressure. And I, my skin was freaking out. I think also because of the stress, rarely do I get stress-induced breakouts because I feel like I just operate at a normal level of stress. But when I get like extra stressed is when I get breakouts, but rarely am I like extra stressed to the point that I do. However, I was. And recently, like I think right before that, probably a week before that, because I wrote this on December 19th, I had had my business anniversary. So I went and I got a facial and I really spent a couple days just relaxing. So by this point, my skin, like the active acne was kind of done like it was not as crazy or like flaring up but I was still left with like a lot of scars and you know not yet healed acne and all of that you know I was looking at my face and just feeling really bad about myself and uh, that on top of the fact that I was feeling bad about my body as well it really just had me thinking that it didn't even matter what my personality was like to anyone anymore because I felt physically unattractive and um for me I'm sorry if you guys can (laughs) I'm literally tearing up um I felt I felt physically unattractive it really I think affected obviously my self-confidence in the moment and all of that and I started to really believe that nobody would even want to get to know me because of the way that I looked on the outside. Like I genuinely in that moment thought that my skin was so awful that nobody would want to talk to me and that my, you know, body was obviously not a size zero and that nobody would want to be with me because of that, which I know is not true, but At that time, like these insecurities were running wild in my head and it was, it sucked. That night really, it made me want to change myself entirely. Like it, it, 
I feel like if I had an eating disorder, it would it would have triggered my, an eating disorder for me. Like I feel like if I did, like I have a lot of friends who have struggled with with eating disorders, and I'm very lucky to say that I have never had one. But I feel like if I did, like that would have been a really big trigger for me because I was sitting there truly thinking, you know, I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to do all this and I wanted to morph myself into what I saw in that toxic mindset at the moment as like most desirable, I guess, version of me, which was not the version I was sitting with in the moment. And something that I wrote down is that I wanted to morph into the you've swiped on a popular user person, which I think is like one of the stupidest things that Tinder has done on dating apps. And if you're unfamiliar with what I mean, basically Tinder has introduced um, a notification setting. And the whole thing I think is really just to get you to buy Tinder Plus or Tinder Gold so you have more super likes. But the whole thing basically is like when you swipe on someone and they have a lot of other people who have swiped on them, Tinder will tell you that you swiped on a popular user and that you should use your super like so you can stand out, which in theory makes sense. But all that kind of, I feel like tells me is that Tinder is telling you that they're out of your league. And I was like, I want to be that person. Like I was just, I was in a super toxic mindset in that moment. And it was just from cyber stalking, like a past hookup. And like I said earlier too, like I don't think that had anything to do obviously with him as a person or our relationship or lack thereof or whatever. It was just something that I think was just coming to a head and bubbling. And by taking out all of the people that I was seeing or talking to or anything like that, it was giving it space to come to the surface for me to realize that I do have things that I struggle with. And so as much as it fucking sucked, okay, like it fucking sucked. I feel like it highlighted a lot of the things that I needed to do some some self-healing around, some like shadow work around. And it honestly, it gave me an idea of like tangible things that I genuinely need to work on for the next five months. And then I can also compare contrast, which is what I'm really excited about too, about doing these episodes is that hopefully in the five months from now, I can look back and be like, okay, well, that was a time where I was really struggling with things like my body image and my self-worth. Five months from now I've healed those traumas internally now I feel great and I don't give a fuck type of thing so as much as it sucked (laughs) I think that it was really valuable and it it really had highlighted things that I do need to to heal from and to work on to get the most out of this dating detox but also set myself up where when I start dating again I don't have these insecurities and I can't be set off by these type of things and when I start talking to someone and all of that like I know that they are attracted to me because of me you know like I don't have these like horrible thoughts running through my head or anything like that like I know they want me for me. So a couple of days after that, you know, still wasn't feeling great, but I definitely was not feeling the way that I was in that moment. And so flash forward from the 19th was December 23rd. And so December 23rd was kind of an interesting day because I spent the whole day chatting back and forth with a guy. And you might be like, Carly, I thought you said you weren't flirting. You weren't doing any of this. And you know, I don't think it was like that. And so basically I had replied to a story of him flying. He was in an airport and I was like, Hey, like, are you flying like outside of Canada or in Canada? Um, because I'm going to LA in January. And I was just wondering how the flying internationally was. Cause he was also, he's flying out of the airport that I was flying out of. And so th- I was just genuinely curious because I haven't seen other people that I had like easy access to that I could talk to about it. Turns out he wasn't. Our conversation just kind of naturally 
progressed from there. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like he was asking questions. I was asking questions and it was just like a a natural progression. And that was pretty early in the morning. Like, I think it was like 10 a.m. And we definitely talked like the whole day, like until the night. It was just normal. And so what I thought was really interesting about that is this conversation was with someone that I've quote unquote, like known for almost two years. So we matched on Tinder, like probably like two years ago, we had never met face to face. However, you know, we used to have very flirty conversations. Like we definitely used to like snap back and forth and all of that. But I was really reflecting on that the fact that I talked about earlier, like in the December 2nd recap about how so many of my relationships with like men or my friendships with men were all flirty. But this conversation was just normal. Like it was just a normal conversation. And it was super interesting for me to just sit back and realize because we talked about, you know, I was moving and he was asking me about that. And then I was talking about how I hated packing and he was like, packing is the best part. It's the unpacking that gives me like anxiety. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'd rather do that and like figure out where everything went than pack because packing is giving me anxiety. And he was like, okay, no, here are the tips. Da, da, da. And it was just like, it was just a normal conversation. And I was, I was shocked. And I don't know if like people are listening to this and they're being like, wow, like this girl is geeked off of a normal conversation. And I I don't know, like I, like I said, I'm sharing with you guys, just my, my experience and my growth as a person. So I'm sorry if this is not something that you had dealt with, but this is my own personal experience. So like I said, we were just chilling, just chit-chatting, just normal, normal conversation. And I ended off the conversation, which is something that I also normally don't do is end the conversation first, because if I like someone and I'm interested in them, like I will go out of the way to stay up and have that conversation. But this wasn't that right. Cause like it wasn't a flirty conversation. It was just like a normal platonic conversation. And so I ended it off by being like, okay, I'm going to go to, I'm going to do yoga and go to bed. And like left of that, I didn't even expect for him to like reply or anything. And he was like, okay, have a great sleep. Like good night. And I was like, okay, cool. And what was really nice is I had no anxiety or fear or anything over if that was like the right or the wrong thing to say, like if I was going to text him tomorrow or not, or any of that. Like, I feel like when I like someone or I'm talking to someone, I'm like, okay, well, am I the last person who replied? So like, they're more inclined to reply tomorrow type of thing. And and I would like overanalyze that situation. But honestly, like I was just chilling. Like I really had no anxiety. I was like, I don't even care if he texts me tomorrow or not, which spoiler alert, he didn't. And I didn't care. I genuinely did not care. I had no anxiety over if I was ever going to talk to this man again. And I think that was a, you know, a lot of growth. And it's something that was really interesting because it was only what, like 21 days later or something like that from talking about (laughs) only having like these conversations with men and having these flirty conversations to having a, a, just a normal conversation platonically that I felt no type of way about. And it was just like normal. And so I, I liked it. It was it was a highlight, I think, of growth for me. The last entry for the month of December in the dating detox was the next day. And so you might be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I thought the 23rd was all good. Like what the fuck could have happened on the 24th, which was Christmas Eve. And so what I wrote was today I feel lonely. So if you follow me over on Instagram, you guys would know that I had recently just gotten hacked like on TikTok. Like they hacked into my account, started posting videos, all of that. And like my anxiety and stress were at an all time fucking 
high because I was like, wow, I just had like such a great year financially and career wise. And that literally could have gone out the whole fucking window in a millisecond. Like they could have deleted my account. They didn't, which was great, but they were also super fucking rude. (laughs) Like there were people who like they leaked my password then they started talking about my weight and all of that which you know like I said earlier was a point of contention for me so that added a lot more stress into my life that had residual effects for the next like couple days even when I'm recording this like it, it still stressed me out to the point where I wasn't even sure if I wanted to post on TikTok anymore Because like in my head, everyone saw it and what they were saying and all of this. And obviously I had just had a a whole point or time of feeling so insecure. And in my head, everybody was making fun of me, which I know they weren't, but like it was really, really fucking with me. And so because of that, like I was feeling in such like a lonely and vulnerable state to the point where I wanted to have like the person that I could curl up next to and vent to and like they would just listen. And you know, like I feel like you see it a lot on TV, like where you see like a couple and they're just together and one person is just like venting and blowing off steam and the other one was like, do you want my opinion or do you just want me to listen? Like I needed that that in that moment where I just needed somebody to just like console me and just listen to what I had to say versus like trying to look at it practically. And so this is also something that I think fucked with me at the moment is because when I would talk to my friends, I would be like, yeah, like, you know, this happened. Like, and a lot of people would look at at it in, I guess, a practical way. Like they'd be like, okay, change your passwords and move on, which like I had already done, but it's not like you just change your passwords and none of that happened. Like, it's not like you just change your passwords and nobody saw that content or like, anything like that. And also too, like I said, in my head, it was like everybody saw it and everybody was talking about it, which I know wasn't true, but it was just like so much anxiety around it. And so to hear that from people and hear like no compassion, I guess, because I guess it's not their fault either because they don't, a lot of my friends like also aren't influencers. So for them to be like, oh, like, you know, at least they didn't delete your account, like stuff like that. Like They, I just don't think, understood the gravity of what that meant for me because if that was gone, that's a huge portion of my income, which affects, you know, obviously if I can pay my rent or not, which is something that is brand new to me, which is also high stress. And then if I can afford to pay employees and all of that and like my accountant. And so it was me just thinking of all of those things in my head and the people just coming to me with like these practical things, which was just like not doing it for me and making me feel even more stressed and anxious about it. And so what I wrote down is that what I really wanted in that situation was like the consoling and the physical touch element of it all. And so something that I've really realized, you know, throughout all of 2020 was that physical touch is definitely a love language that is higher than I thought it was. And so I've talked about this before because I, in 2019, was, you know, seeing a lot of people, having a lot of sex, doing all of that. Like I was fulfilling my need for physical touch. Like I was having physical touch. 2020 came. I was not seeing people anymore. I was not having as much sex. Like I had no physical touch. And it was really starting to highlight in my life that physical touch is a huge love language of mine. And it makes me feel sad and lonely and, you know, 
all of these other negative emotions when it is vacant from my life. And so something that I realized as a result of all of these anxieties and high stress and embarrassment of what happened that day is that I realized that physical touch is something that I genuinely was like lusting after almost like I wanted to be in bed with someone while they played with my hair and just like consoled me and like that's what I wanted but obviously I don't have that in my life and I had no no I guess desire to like seek out someone to do that because that's not where that's not what I'm trying to do you know what I mean like I'm not trying to fill those voids with people but it was a really I guess spotlight moment for me that highlighted something that was missing from my life and still is missing but also <laughs> it uh, has made me deal with it without people you know so kind of a double-edged sword but it still you know made me feel sad <laughs> it made me feel lonely but it's something that I guess I have to work on during these next five months. With that being said, December was the last time that I journaled or wrote anything about how I was feeling. The rest of the month went like pretty well. It was chilling. I was moving. I just didn't have a lot of focus on anything else except for the new apartment. So that was kind of it when it came to if I even had time to just think about my my situation and if I was lonely or not or if there were people trying to talk to me or whatever. Like I was just, I, I was doing other things. And so those, everything that I've set up to this point was kind of just how I felt in December. Going into January, I'm very excited to do a lot of that shadow work <laughs> with myself about around my insecurities and all of that and I guess do things to help mitigate how I feel about my insecurities when it comes to my body and my skin and all of that and so I'm really looking forward to working on that like I said I think that as much as it sucked it really did highlight things that I can actively work on which I also think is important while I'm not seeing other people is instead of just like just being single and not doing anything and just taking the time of like not seeing anybody. I really want to take the time obviously to improve myself. And so being aware of things that I have to improve is important and valuable so I can actually improve on them. So I'm looking forward to doing that all of January and I'm hoping that I have no bad anxiety days. I don't know if that'll happen, but I'm hoping that I don't. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit in the DMs with you guys about today's episode. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple Podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch.